Hey, it's Tuesday. The new episode of Two Degrees Hotter is out. It's my favorite Gen Z lifestyle and self-development podcast. I'm on my way over. Let's listen to the latest episode. Why, hello there. Hello, everybody. That was How's a, it going? That was like a deep voice for you. I know. That was I'm fun. an alto. <laughs> wow. <laughs> we got a baritone over here. <laughs> or what is the like really low one? It's actually like a T or something. Tenor? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those ones are – if you're a tenor, that's pretty crazy. Good for you. Um, Welcome to Two Degrees Hotter. I am Kylie. And I'm Anya. And this week we're talking money, honey. Oh, Yeah. Get your finances in order with us this week because we have kind of been crushing it in 2024 as far as our finances go. We don't mean to brag, but um, we're kind of killing it. And that's because we did a low spend month. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're here to document the trials and tribulations that is cutting impulse spending and detoxing from the dopamine that is getting a fun little package in the mail every day. <laughs> yep. Yeah, so this was inspired by – we've done like one challenge before for the podcast where we did a workout every day for a month. And this time we decided to do a low spend month, not a mm-hmm. no spend month to be fair, but a low yeah. spend month. That was our goal was to cut spending and just kind of see where we could kind of try to cut that lifestyle creep that's been happening slowly yeah. but surely over the last couple of months. So – We are going to document in this episode why we decided to do it, the rules that we set, how we did on paper, but also just more importantly, how we like felt about the whole thing. Um, Our wins, our cheats when we didn't meet all the rules, and then just like what we want to bring forward, things that we will actually take away and sustain on a forward-looking basis. Because I don't think a low-spend lifestyle is like feasible long-term necessarily for everyone. But there are mm-hmm. definitely some elements of this that I think I could implement in my daily life. So, Yeah, for sure. But before we get into all of that, we're going to start with our segments. But if you'd rather just hear how our low spend month went, you can check the description for the timestamp to skip to. So your weekend review is more exciting. So do you want to you wanna start it out? Sure. Well, I'll start by saying if I seem distracted and all over the place during this episode, I've had myself a day, the day that we're recording this. Maybe I'll get into it the like next time we record is my week in review. I don't feel like getting into it right now because I just haven't even had a second to process everything that's happened in the last like 12 hours. Um, So I apologize for that in advance. But I did have uh, a big work win this past week um on we're recording this on a wednesday on monday i found out that i was getting a pretty substantial raise at work so i don't know if you can hear that even <laughs> i can't oh really How's that? no i still can't hear it i really? don't know if it's zoom blocking it out though no really okay well yeah. i think that'll be on the mic so yeah that's for me editing this forgetting <laughs> that you did that um on you is clapping if you can't hear i think but, they could hear and okay I am so confident. Uh, But yeah, so I got a a big raise at work. Uh, I believe it ended up being like 14% or something like that. So that was very exciting. I was hopeful that this was happening. Like I knew that my boss had been advocating for me to get this for a little bit now. Um, And I also knew that I wouldn't find out until like 
mid-ish January if I was going to get it. So I'm excited that I finally got the confirmation that I got it. Um, And it's honestly so appropriate given this week's episode Mm -hmm. because now we can talk about how I can avoid the lifestyle creep that is this phrase. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, So yeah, so that's the big news. Very happy about that. And then our shared week in review element Mm -hmm. is we took a ballroom dance workshop. Um, So as a lot of you guys know, we are in a dance company here in Boston and the week leading up to our auditions every season, they host these dollar workshops. You pay a dollar, you get to take the class. A lot of the times it's taught by – or all of the time it's taught by people who are in or were in the company. Um, and it's a good way to, like, get a feel for the community, get dancing again, get pre- prepared for uh, auditions. But what – at least since I've been a part of the company and I think since you've been a part of the company, mm-hmm. it's always been workshops in the styles that are also performed in the show. Um, and this time around, a girl who I believe last season was her first season, mm-hmm. she is trained in ballroom and competed in ballroom dance competitions. And so she did a ballroom workshop. And it was literally so much fun. <laughs> it was specifically the cha-cha. If you're familiar. And as a Dancing with the Stars stan, I was living my – both my best life and my worst life because I had a lot more sympathy for the celebrities um, after taking a class. Because I feel like as dancers, um, when we watch Dancing with the Stars, I'm always like, oh, get it together, dude. Like, just count the music. It's fine. Um, But ballroom really is a different ball game. Uh Like, Mm -hmm. the biggest differences for me that were interesting is the fact that if you ever like, if you've seen a ballroom competition, it's like all these couples on the shared ballroom floor, and it's like mm-hmm. the competition will just select music. So like the couples yeah. don't work on their dance with a song in mind. It has nothing to do with the particular song that's playing. It just has to do with the counts of the style they're doing. So they just have to know mm-hmm. how to count it and like be ready for any like tempo. Like it's kind of crazy. Yeah, um, I could not. And- I could not. <laughs> Period. Yeah, and there's no front because. A ballroom is like a 360 view as well. So that's different is like you're giving equal attention to dancing facing all directions. Whereas like the type of dance we do is like you're primarily facing front because that's like where the audience is. Um, So it was really interesting. But I think uh, I wanted to bring up more like the mental like side of it all. Like being Mm. thrown into the the idea of like doing something completely new. And I'm someone that like in the past – I maybe would have like not attended something like that because I would have been like, oh, I'm going to suck at it. Like, it's just going to be embarrassing. Why yeah. am I going to put time into something that I'm not going to continue anyway? Like, I feel like I just would have had like a bad attitude about it maybe. But it was actually like so refreshing to all be beginners at something. Like, just yeah. the whole room. Like, it was like a cool vibe for us all to just have like no stake in the game. Like, not looking for perfection at all. Because dancers can be very perfection oriented. Like, yeah especially if you already have so much background and technique in something and you're really just working on like refining every little detail, it can be like mentally exhausting to like never feel good enough. But in ballroom, it's like we all knew we would not be good. So we all just like had fun, (laughs) which is like a concept. (laughs) Yeah. Literally at one point we like, we all collectively just could not understand the direction changes of like one section (laughs) and then we all did it and i someone said like something along the lines of like look at us and it was just so funny (laughs) it was so funny yeah it's definitely it's fun to like just like put aside like our own perfectionism and like 
almost, I don't want to say competitive nature of dance, but there is sort of Mm -hmm. a like competitive nature of wanting to be the best or feel like the best in the room and then like have that opposite effect where it's like we're all the worst in the room. Yeah. It's just like have fun. The bar for the room is in hell actually. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And it's, and that is a, a change of pace when you're in a room of like when you're really good in a room of very talented people, yeah, yeah, um, and always trying to like hold your own. I guess that's like more so what I'm trying to say is you're always trying mm-hmm. to hold your own and prove that you like deserve a seat at that table. And instead, yeah. this time around, it's like, well, we all deserve a seat, a seat because the bar is in hell. So yeah, and it was yeah. just fun to like. She did a little bit of like a lesson on like the history of cha cha and like yeah. that kind of thing. So it's like I always like learning about how different art forms developed and like the technique and stuff behind them I'm like I like nerd out on that kind of thing so I thought it was really interesting I would like take another ballroom workshop I was telling someone at ballet last night that we did it she was like oh well you're gonna go to more and I was like this was kind of like a one-time thing but like if presented with the opportunity if we see an option I would try it again I would I was saying I'd like to try um like a more traditional ballroom genre so like not a latin style but like a quick step, a foxtrot, a jive, a Viennese mm-hmm. waltz, something along those lines would be fun. Yeah. I would just want it to be like the workshop that we did where it's like solo. Like I wouldn't mm-hmm. want to randomly show up and then be like, this is your partner for the class. I don't think I'm ready this for that. This is Joe. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, hi, Joe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I would definitely take another like, I, I don't know what the technical term is, but solo She called it style. like side by side. Yeah, like, I think side by in a side. partnered dance, there would be some side by side anyway. So I think yeah, he was doing only yeah. that part. Yeah. But yeah. Call me Riley Arnold, literally. No, I'm literally. I'm going to be on Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> yeah. I The cha-cha is my passion at the end of the day. <laughs> I think I'll stick to my uh, my day job, which is yeah. not ballroom, but it was fun. <laughs> and then um, the only other thing that I had for this week was I feel like I've gone through different like waves of emotion when it comes to hybrid work but Mm. I think I've gotten in like a really positive groove with it lately like I'm really liking the balance that I have right now which is like go in once or twice a week and home the other three four days a week um and I've really been liking getting ready and just like being able to wear a cute more like professional outfit once a week and like seeing I think I really like our new cycle of interns too which helps like it's fun to like see them and chat with the Gen Z and get with the times, you know? Sure. So yeah, I feel like I've just been appreciating it more lately. Like I think at one point I was, and then this still might be the case, who knows how things will play out. But at one point I was thinking like, I would want my next job to be fully remote. Um, Mm. But I do think I feel like there are definitely pros to being hybrid and like having that option. But I think I really like the level of flexibility that like my particular company has. I think I might have a different feeling towards it if it was like, a mandated set of days that you had to be in and that kind of thing. Like for us, it's kind of like go in when works for you, but go in at least once a week. And I really like that. So it's interesting. I listened to um, the daily had a podcast episode about it, like last week or the week before um, just about how a lot of people feel really isolated in the hybrid world because you know, you're on zoom with people when you're working from home and then you go to the office and you like still might be on zoom with people which is mm-hmm. definitely the case, but I think when you can like try to stack in-person meetings and like make it more purposeful that you went in, it's fun to be able to do that. Yeah. Um, like I had a meeting with um, one of my co-ops that started and like we booked a little room and I was like showing her what to do on like the screen and I was like, this is crazy. Look at us. In-person collaboration. 
Um, and just like being able to like run up to people's desks and like ask questions, like the things that have kind of fallen off in like the remote environment. So I don't know, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. We'll see how my emotions change yeah. going forward. But I think honestly, a thing that made it a lot more tolerable and like made me more excited to go in is being able to drive to the office. <laughs> like I really feel like it's made a big yeah. difference. Yeah. Uh, I used to take the bus to the office and I just felt like something would go wrong like every day and I would just show up at the office with like an already frustrated mindset. Um, and so being able to just like get there on my own time, like in peace, I think makes a really big difference. So that's probably part of it. Yeah. It must be nice. It is. It, it really is nice. the MBTA system. It really is a game changer. If there's anyone out there listening that works for the MBTA, I literally beg, please just do better maybe. Just be better. Consider that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Honestly, I think I would prefer in a hybrid situation like to be told, oh, everyone comes in on Wednesday yeah. to like almost guarantee that – like it guarantees people are there. It kind of sucks if you're like, I'm going to go in on Thursday and then no one else is there and you're like, cool. Why am I I'm here? literally like – yeah, I'm literally like putting out a survey about this next week because I feel like it's like mixed emotions. Like on one hand, people really value being able to pick their day and I know I do. But at the same time, if you happen to pick Thursday and no one else is there, it kind of sucks. Yeah. So like I've had this idea of like maybe we pick Tuesdays as like Tuesday team day and it's like you try to funnel all your like in-person meetings on that day. Yeah. But then it's like, what if you have some appointment on a Tuesday? It doesn't work for you. Like, I don't know. There's so many I think factors. the, like, key is, like, having, like, Team Tuesday, but, like, still extending that flexibility of, like, not everyone is going to be able to make it every single Tuesday. So as long as you're making it to 90% of them, like, mm -hmm. allowing that sort of grace, um, I think is, like, that's the key. Yeah. That's the key to it. It's, like, have the hybrid day. But don't be too serious about it when you know that we can all do our jobs remote, you know? Yeah. I think selfishly, I just wouldn't want to pick Tuesdays, for example, and then have like rehearsals all night. <laughs> True. I'm like, yeah. I want to be able to pick the day because I want to pick the day that works for me best with like my evening schedule. Yeah, for sure. So, no, that makes sense. Anyways, let's get into our favorites. So... My two favorites are both from Whole Foods this week. Um, I have been in my Whole Foods era mainly because of the low spend month. Mm -hmm. um, for where we live, I don't know if you feel this way because you might be closer to other stores, but definitely near me, like I low-key live in like a food desert. Like there isn't really a walkable grocery store. So like anytime I have to go to the grocery store, the closest one is Whole Foods. Yeah. So I've been I've been in my Whole Foods era for that reason. Yeah. Um, but the favorite is I got the Berry Chantilly Almond Milk Ice Cream. You guys know we love the Berry Chantilly cake that they have. It's, true. it's so good. Apparently, they also have a cupcake, which I've never found. I've looked oh, for it. But apparently, there, it had, comes in cupcake form, which I would love. Um, but I saw it's like the 365 brand makes an almond milk ice cream in this flavor. And I was blown away, really. It doesn't taste wow. almond ice cream to me. Because, you know, sometimes you can oh, tell good. when it's, like, a dairy-free ice cream is, like, not it. Like, yeah. it's, like, icy and, like, not that good. Yeah, yeah. I think they did a really good job. Like, it's very creamy. I think if you gave it to me and didn't tell me it was dairy-free, I wouldn't, like, immediately know. Yeah. So that's fun. So it just has, like, the jam and kind of, like, that – um, is it amaretto flavor? Yeah, like, kind of like that. Yeah. That like, uh, flavor to the ice cream. Yeah. And it's really good. It comes in like a little pint. So add it to your list if you're a Whole Foods person. It was so good. And then that. 
My other favorite from Whole Foods is I got their Epsom salt. It's like $5. It comes in a three-pound bag. And I just had, didn't really realize how multi-purpose Epsom salt is. Like, you know I'm a bath girl, so I've literally been using it like every yeah. day in my bath. But I didn't really realize that you can also make it like a scrub. Um, so you just add like some shower gel to it, which like makes perfect sense. I just never thought of it before. Um, yeah. And you can use it for like a foot soak and like that kind of stuff. So yeah, I've been liking it. It's been – I'm like – Kind of a bath bomb type person, but it feels like a little more cost effective and still adds like a little something something to the bath. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know how like how proven is the science behind Epsom salt actually helping like your muscles. I don't I don't know. I have no idea. I've never it's magnesium. thought critically about it. Yeah. Wow. And like magnesium's supposed to be good for other things, but I just feel like yeah. how much of a difference can it really make like topically? I'm not sure. Yeah. But I don't know if it's okay. doing anything for that, but I just I like a little bath salt, so Love it. I'm not a bath girly, but maybe I'll try it as a scrub. That sounds it's like a, yeah, it's just like a cheaper salt scrub, you know. Yeah. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. Uh, my favorite. This is so random. Um, but I got a pair of North Face gloves, like winter gloves, um, as part of my Christmas gift from Zach actually, because I always complained about my hands being cold, and I never had like a nice pair of gloves like I always had just like the most random like cotton knit gloves or just like ones where I was like you know you're outside for 10 minutes and it doesn't even feel like you have gloves on anymore because they're not like actually like creating that much of a barrier between your hands and the cold um so we got me gloves and I have to say having nice gloves Mm -hmm. it really changes the game my hands are so warm all of the time Mm-hmm. And I just put them on, and they're not too big for my hands. I feel like I'm, I always get gloves and they're too big. And he got me the small size because I have small hands, and they fit so nice. So small, you're gonna get stepped I'm on s- if you go outside. I'm so small, <laughs> I get so stepped on, but at least my hands are nice and warm when people are stepping on me. Um, but yeah, so this is your sign if you've been like, uh, as as we get into the low spend month, if you've been like, I shouldn't spend my money on a nice pair of gloves. Nay, there's another place you can mm-hmm. cut cut the spending. I think it's worth it to buy yourself a nice pair of gloves if you live in like a cold climate like we do. Yeah. Um, obviously, if you live in like Virginia, you can ignore me, but you don't need to get <laughs> nice cold gloves. I think it but, snows in Virginia. But like not as much. Mm. Like it's not as – like I'm using my gloves literally every single day in the winter here. Yeah. Like I can see not wanting to spend like $40, $50 on mm. a pair of gloves if you're going to use them like five times a year. Yeah. You know. Gloves over mittens. I said it. Yes. Mittens are so cute. Like, I love the aesthetic of mittens. Mm-hmm. The functionality, not there. Not there. I think mittens might keep your fingers warmer, though, because, like, you have the heat of your other fingers to, like, help out. Like, it, like, traps the heat a little sense. more. Yeah. But, yeah, it's it's not functional. No, Sorry. it's not. There's a reason that we have five fingers and not <laughs> a thumb and one giant finger. <laughs> A paddle. <laughs> the like vision of that is actually so disturbing. <laughs> Isn't it disturbing? <laughs> yeah. It reminds me of um Spy Kids. Wasn't yeah, like, like the thumb? thumbs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, there were. <laughs> All right, we're gonna take a quick ad break and then we'll be back to update you on how our low spend month went. So stay tuned.
As you all know, we're both trying to work towards our wellness goals this year, and that's why we're excited to introduce Liquid IV as the sponsor of this episode. Liquid IV is the category-winning hydration brand fueling your well-being, and their hydration multiplier is the one product you're missing in your daily routine. In just one stick, you can get five essential vitamins and two times faster hydration than water alone. Use it first thing in the morning, before a workout, when you feel run down, after a long night out, and on long flights. We actually used Liquid IV when we were traveling in Europe last year, and it definitely helped us recover after some long nights out. Plus, it was super convenient packaging to keep in our suitcases and in our purses throughout the day. My personal favorite flavor is watermelon, but I'm excited to try the new strawberry lemonade flavor too. Liquid IV believes that equitable access to clean and abundant water is the foundation of a healthier world. Liquid IV partners with leading organizations for innovative solutions to help communities protect both their water and their futures. To date, Liquid IV has donated over 39 million servings in 50 plus countries around the world. Get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code TDH at checkout. That's 20% off anything you order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code TDH at liquidiv.com. Okay, we're back and we're ready to discuss our low spend month. Yes. Um, So we're going to get into the rules, how we did, all of that stuff. But first, you might be wondering, why did you why did you do this? Why did you go on such a dopamine detox with your spending? I'd love to tell you. So for me, it was number one, like I wouldn't say that my impulse spending was out of control, right? Like I wasn't like sinking myself into credit card debt, spending money that I don't have, like making bad financial choices that will like set me up for failure overall in the future. I wasn't doing that. But I definitely wouldn't say that it was like in control. You know, like mm-hmm. I I never denied myself a treat even mm-hmm. when it was perfectly okay and reasonable to deny myself a treat. Um, even when it so was that the fourth was, treat of the day. <laughs> even when I had given myself a treat already that day. So, that was kind of when I was like, you know, Kylie, you're doing a good job. You're very brave. You don't need a, external reinforcement, you know, when you get up and do your laundry like you could just do your laundry because that's what you're supposed to do as a 26 year old adult um so yeah so I wanted to get a little bit of a little bit more control over my impulse spending I also want to like number one I want to save more money because I have some financial goals that I want to work towards I talked about this in a couple of our goal setting videos videos geez goal setting episodes (laughs) for the year um but I also want to ensure that like when I'm making purchases, they're actually for things that will enhance my life in some way and not just for that like immediate dopamine hit. Um, Because I know we've even talked about on the show before, like you buy something and then you have like the immediate regret of like, well, where the hell am I even going to put that new thing that I bought? Mm -hmm. Like I have exhausted storage options in, in this lovely bedroom of mine. Um, so even if I wanted more clothes, I'm like, where would I even put the new clothes? I don't have a place to put them. So I want to make sure that if I'm bringing something into my space, into my life, that it's because it's a, it's a need or something that will like greatly improve Mm -hmm. my daily life. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I agree with all of that. And I think I was like reflecting on, um, the pandemic when we were living at home and I was just thinking about like I was able to set myself up so nicely to move out and like have a good savings fund to fall back on and everything from that yeah. time and I was trying to think like what was so critically different about that time where I spent like literally no money and obviously like we weren't able to go out to like restaurants and like that kind of stuff so that helped but I also just feel like I didn't have the urge to like 
shop so much. So like, yeah, I, I know like circumstances are different now and I can't be like quite as frugal, but I I used to have some like really good habits and I felt like I'm really grateful to past me for like setting up current me for success here. And I don't want future me to look at current me and be like, oh, she didn't set me up. You know, like I want to continue setting yeah. future me up for like a better situation. Um, And I think my main goal was really to cut shopping and unnecessary takeout. I think those were my mm. two problem areas for the most part that I really wanted to nip yeah. in the bud because that's yeah. the saying, not the butt. Yeah. For me, it was shopping and honestly shopping. That's just that's my <laughs> weak point. I'm not – I've never been a huge like takeout person and just I guess shopping and also just having a bit more insight into my overall spending habits. Mm-hmm. Like I was kind of a like I don't need to track every single expense. Like that's none of my business. And I've just I've gotten to the point, maybe it's because my frontal lobe is fully developed, but I'm like, hmm, it actually is entirely my business. I mm-hmm. I do need to know. And I would like to I'll get into this later in the episode, but I would like to know um sort of where my money is going and how I could realistically cut that spending where it like applicable where I don't want my money to be going. So mm-hmm. that's sort of that was the mindset going into it. But you're probably wondering what our rules were because like we've been saying, it's been a low spend month, not a no spend month. So what were we allowed to spend money on and more specifically, what weren't we allowed to spend yeah. money on? So the first thing was no new clothes, activewear, or shoes. So no TJ Maxx run to see what they have for you know their winter stock. No, when I get the text message from Old Navy that says 50% off all active wear, too bad. Mm-hmm. You're not shopping it. No new shoes, which is one of my favorite links to shop for. But that was the first rule. Yes. Um, the next rule was no new skincare, toiletries, makeup, etc. Unless it was a restock of something that you actively use and like ran out of during the month. Yes. So. If yeah. you use a moisturizer every single night and you run out, obviously you can't go without your moisturizer, so you can restock that. But this was not the month to try new products or yes. to stock up on the latest trend or anything like that. Yeah. And then the next one, this is like kind of the miscellaneous category, but it was no new books, um, records, which is more so for me in my new vinyl addiction. Um, like accessories, candles, home decor, just like those little, um, little more like, yeah, <laughs> tricky <doodads>. things, <laughs> um, that you may purchase. Again, think like a home goods trip. Mm-hmm. Just don't do yeah. it. You're, yeah. You're not allowed to do that. You don't belong there. <laughs> and then we had a conversation when we were setting the rules about like buying coffee out mm-hmm. and- I think we both really like the special treat aspect of that. And we don't do it too often yeah. anyway. Like we're not like people that yeah. buy coffee every day by any means. No. So we decided that we would have buy your coffee Fridays. So we were yes. allowed to buy coffee out on Fridays, but not any other day of the week. Yeah. And then no takeout or drive through food with the exception of during our show week, we allowed ourselves to take out three nights of that week um, because if you don't know, it tends to be a really it, – it's a week of really long nights. We're at the theater from like 5 to 11 roughly every single night um, and there's no like microwave or like mm-hmm. 
kitchen fridge or kitchenette like fridge nothing that we could work like it's not it's not super easy for you to bring your own meal to Mm -hmm. them so a lot of people just end up ordering takeout like all six days that we're there um so we limited it to three so we were still cutting back but we also like wanted to give ourselves i don't want to say the convenience but like we didn't we didn't want to make an already hard week hard yeah (laughs) yeah I think I actually only ended up doing one takeout, but I think it was because my schedule just worked out that I like had time for dinner before going some of the yeah. nights. So I I think I did all three, but mm-hmm. not in the way that I expected. So yeah. And it was it was listen, it was in the rules. It's almost like yeah. you know, like when they say with budgeting of like when you actually set aside money towards certain categories, like you don't feel bad about spending it because you're like, Oh, I'm allowed. Like this was the rule. So True. that's how yeah. I felt about like coffee on Fridays and like that kind of stuff. Um, and then as far as, you know, other categories that might be thinking like, oh, what about gifts? What about other things? So we decided like gifts were fine. So I actually, I had to buy my mom a gift this month because her birthday was mid month. So I bought her like a Mm -hmm. hair gift card. Um, so I was glad I was able to do that. And then we had like future travel bookings were okay because we had to do some Spain planning this month because we go there in March. Mm -hmm. And of course, like essentials, like, um, non-negotiable stuff like your rent and bills and all of that yeah. obviously it's fine yeah. but groceries basically we were trying like, to yes groceries we were trying to cut like non-essential spending so that's what the yeah. rules were were mostly yes. pertaining to yeah okay so now we have the rules let's get into how we did um we're gonna start with our failures um so that we end with our wins <laughs> so i will go first because i i think i had the ultimate like this was like the one hard and fast don't do it and I didn't. <laughs> um the skims valentine's day collection dropped on january 23rd you probably saw it lana del rey was mm-hmm. the spokesperson for it i don't know what the the cover model yeah, the person sure. the person <laughs> um and they came out with cherry pink and red cherry printed pajamas mm-hmm. and you're telling me that i couldn't buy it wrong because i did (laughs) i did buy it um i bought the like pajama pants and like the little tank top and then another piece that i won't put on the internet um from the drop and (laughs) i just couldn't i couldn't help myself i and it sells out it sells out yeah that's the hard thing so i was like and i literally had it in my cart and I was like sitting there being like, you're not supposed to do this, Kylie. And then I was like, this episode's gonna be so boring if we didn't fail. And I hit checkout. So mm-hmm. um you're welcome, I guess. But yeah, that that was my big fail. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, I was proud of myself because I actually didn't end up buying any like items, like non-essential items um during this month. So that was a part of it that was like easier than I expected, actually. But for my failures, I did buy lunch at work two or three times. It was pretty much every time but one that I went in, I did end up Mm -hmm. getting lunch out. And this is like, again, I think it's because I only go in like once or twice a week. I'm like, oh, it's special. But like if I actually were going in every day, I think I would be better about trying to break this habit and like bringing lunch. But I think because it's like not as frequent, I don't feel too, too bad about it. Yeah. Um, And we get sweet green delivered to the office. So how am I supposed to say no? True. Um, and then my other 
food fail was I went through the Taco Bell drive-thru once. Um, wow. It was a long drive. I was driving to Portsmouth – or I was driving back from Portsmouth, actually. And mm-hmm. I passed one and I was like, I'm so – like, I er, – I, I went, <laughs> er, and I turned right in because yeah. I love Taco Bell hot takes. It's so good. I, I really like Taco Bell. We don't really have – well, now we have more. There used yeah. to not be a Taco Bell in Boston – and then Northeastern had the only one, and then it closed, and then they opened a couple. So there's like a few yeah. around us, but I don't go very often. No, it's like it's, it's a drive-through activity. You gotta it you is. gotta go to Taco Bell in a drive-through. So yeah. I did do that. But oh, to so be fair, good. Taco Bell is like it's like eight dollars for like a drink and like a full true. meal. So I didn't feel so too bad about it. But I did technically fail. Yeah. Well, and did you hear that Taco Bell is like one of the healthiest? Like, fast holistically food. speaking, it's, like, one of the healthiest fast food places you can go to. I mean, to. it makes sense. It's just, like, it's not as a uh, – I feel like, like I can see how it would be a little more balanced because there's, like, a protein yeah. and a carb. Like, yeah. And just, like, sense. the overall ingredients are, like, less processed because, like, how processed can, like – Tomatoes. Black beans and, like, yeah. lettuce be. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. My other failure – well, actually, I have two more. <laughs> um, So, there were a handful of times where – I was with Zach specifically. I'm like, I'm going to take the blame off of him and <laughs> on him. Um, and we definitely got like breakfast out, coffee out, food out. And could we have like made it more intentional of like going to Whole Foods, getting stuff to make dinner, making it in the moment? Like for sure. Did we? No. And it's like mm-hmm. we allowed um, we allowed eating out as like a intentional thing that you do with like friends or like with your partner like we allowed that that, um because we didn't obviously want to like ice you know have to isolate ourselves from like social activities that we would normally say yes to just because we weren't spending money um and there is like an intentionality to it like it's not just for the sake of convenience um but i will say that zach and i definitely made these choices more out of convenience than Mm -hmm out of wanting it to be like an intentional date night or date day Mm -hmm. activity so that wasn't that wasn't the best yeah on a similar note um grant and i have a friday night takeout tradition so like pretty much every single friday we'll order like pad thai or mexican or something it's just because like neither of us feel like cooking after we log off on friday so we've gotten into the habit and we pretty much do it every single week and i think there were two times that I was like, nope, we're not doing it. I'm going to make something. We have the ingredients. And I think there were two times that we did do it. But I feel like for me, this is kind of on the line of convenience and intention. Because yes, we are in this Friday night takeout habit. It started with like convenience. But now it's like a little tradition, like in our (laughs) relationship kind of thing. So like it was a little sad to not do Friday night takeout when we did it. So like I'm okay with yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's similar to like buy your coffee coffee. Right. Buy your coffee Friday. Um, like it's just you, you've made it to the end of a long week and you deserve to indulge in some takeout. Um and then my last thing, I don't want to get too much into the specifics of why, but I did end up having to buy some like kitchenware stuff. Mm-hmm. And I bought this is because this is where that um the rule of like no accessories and stuff like that gets like a little blurred of whether this was an intentional purpose or not. But because we weren't buying any new like makeup or skincare or anything like that, I really was, I tried to be more intentional intentional about making use of what I have. And Mm -hmm. my organization for a lot of my like skincare and my makeup just wasn't 
efficient. Like I didn't have the proper like tools. So I ended up buying myself little acrylic shelves to put some of my skincare on, on my dresser and the little drawer organizers for my different makeup. It ended up being like $30. Like it wasn't a huge um, expense, but I did buy that because I was like, well, if the goal is for me to use what I have, then Mm -hmm. I should probably make, make sure that I can like see what Mm -hmm. I have um, so that I use it. Now, the more fun part, let's get into our wins. So these are times that if we weren't doing the low spend challenge, we definitely would have spent money. But because we were doing it, we didn't. So mm-hmm. a couple things that I could think of. Um, the first thing is I need, needed to restock on some household stuff on Amazon. So like laundry detergent, dishwasher pods, all of that glamorous stuff. Um, and when I added them to cart, I noticed that I had some like other various wants in my Amazon cart because I'm like that kind of person. Like same, I just add things to my Amazon cart as I like see them and want them. So like I had like bar socks, maybe like some hair clips, like just random stuff like that. And in the past, I totally would have just like checked out with all of it. Um, but I was so brave and I did the save for later function. And will I even come back to them later? Time will tell. Time will tell. I'll tell you what I have been a user of the save for later function because I share my Amazon account with my family. Mm -hmm. So I do it as like a courtesy to them. It's quite amazing how much stuff gets Mm -hmm. forgotten in the save for later. And that means that you didn't really want it at the end of the day. So true. Save for later is where wish lists go to die. So true. (laughs) Um, So off of that, what I will say is to soften the blow of my skims failure, I did have like six or seven things in the cart. Mm. initially from the drop and I dropped it down to three so I consider that a small win like I did Mm -hmm. BFFR and say like you can't just like when I threw in the towel I didn't throw in the whole towel you know what I mean I didn't just say screw it and spend $400 on skims um so I count that as a little win and then we also this is sort of a joint win um each year with the company that we dance for during show week a there's like a standard crew neck sweatshirt that they always sell and they come out in a new color every single season so there is like that urgency limited edition Mm -hmm. type of vibe um and we had set an exception we didn't mention in the rules we didn't end up using it but we had set an exception that we could buy the sweatshirt if we liked Mm -hmm. it come show week because it's not like we could have bought it in february like there's no chance to buy it um but we both were like just no hate to anyone that got the color it just wasn't for us it was like an olive green and we both were like we're not super excited about it mm-hmm. so we didn't get it and i feel like past us would have been like but it's limited yeah. edition like we want it for like the sentimentality and then gotten it and then never worn it because mm-hmm. we don't like the color um so that i think was very brave we were in line too we were we said, in line. nope let's get out of line <laughs> so brave of us do it. <laughs> past us could never um My next one was I had my first rehearsals for the ballet that I'm in, which is Romeo Mm -hmm. and Juliet. And I noticed um, pretty quickly that it was going to be important for me to have a long skirt every week. There's a lot of like skirtography and like playing with your skirt as part of like the character. Um, Mm -hmm. And I actually only have like one long ballet skirt. I have a lot of short ones. And so during a normal month, I like 100% would have gotten home from that rehearsal and ordered other colors immediately of the one that I have and like. Um, Mm -hmm. but I, I held off on that. So that was tough. Um, and then one little anecdote that I wanted to mention, this could have maybe gone in like the losses because my intention was to spend money. Um, (laughs) 
but you guys know Owala, the water bottle brand, they yeah. do this thing called the color drops. So um, every, like once a month, they release a limited edition water bottle. And on yesterday, on January 30th, they had a Valentine's Day drop that I really, really wanted. And I added it to cart and it sold out. But I did yeah. want to mention it in transparency because had it not sold out, I would have bought it. But it yeah. was a win because it did sell out and I didn't buy it. Yeah. <laughs> so. Wow. A win Owala outside really of my said, control. Don't worry. I don't want you to fail at this goal. <laughs> exactly. The universe had my back. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then my last win is the day that I found out about my raise, I had gone into the office for the day and I came home and I was like, the literal last thing I want to do is make myself food right now. So I almost ordered myself takeout and was like, oh, like I'm celebrating my raise. Like I should do it. But then I, I BFFR'd and I said, Kylie, you have food here. You have things here that aren't that difficult to make that mm-hmm. you can make yourself that sounded good. So I didn't order takeout and I made myself chicken tenders so that well was done. pretty good <laughs> um my last thing is not something specific but i just realized like there are so many times that i would have just gone shopping and bought like a couple things throughout the month mm-hmm. like there are so many times that i would just like gone to tj maxx and like bought a hair clip um a hairspray like just like mm-hmm. random little things like that um so i feel like it's a win that i didn't have any purchases along those lines because i would have probably had a handful in a normal month yeah. Oh, I did. I didn't mention this in my failures. I went to Target yesterday because I needed laundry detergent and I, I made the mistake of looking in the dollar spot and I did oh, get no. a little a little ring holder in the shape of a heart. It was one dollar. Okay. So we'll I allow it. That. <laughs> but in the sake of transparency, I should tell you that I did that. Um and then something that we both implemented in the um like throughout the month was just like sort of like bookmarking things that we wanted to buy in the moment, but we knew we shouldn't buy because mm-hmm. we were not spending money. Um, so I kept like a physical list in my notes app and I, I'll get into this later, but I really liked this method. Like I found that I was able to edit it pretty frequently and sort of cut that impulse spending, but I'll share with you what is still on the list as of January 31st when we're recording this episode. So I have the Snow Angel Vinyl by Renee Rapp and Evermore. Evermore I've been wanting for forever and it's sold out a lot online. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I've just – I became obsessed with Renee Rapp this month and Snow Angel specifically. So now I want that on vinyl. Um, Dazzle Dry Nail Polish. This came up on my TikTok as mm-hmm. a like at-home manicure alternative. I'm cu- so I'm curious about it. Uh, Lululemon came out with a new dance studio pant. It actually put us both into cardiac arrest. It was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, Bianco Latte Perfume. I had got a sample of this uh, literally at the end of December, like right before we started this. And then I couldn't buy the full size, uh, but it smells so good. Is that the name of the scent or the brand? Yeah, it's called Bianco Latte. I don't remember Mm -hmm. what the – I'll put it in the description if I remember. But if you Google Bianco Latte, it'll come up. Um, I want to get a new mat for underneath my Peloton to catch my dirty, disgusting sweat. (laughs) um i have the skims pajamas that i took out of my cart (laughs) that i will be promptly putting into my cart tomorrow Um, are they still in stock yes wow i know uh well as of yesterday i haven't Mm -hmm. checked today that would be such a big bummer (laughs) um i want to get myself a new air fryer so that's on the list uh the abercrombie loose jeans per your recommendation 
Mm-hmm. And the B-Tan self-tanning gel, because uh, I've decided that I'm, I'm done being pale and I would like to self-tan. Love it. And that's my list. It's funny because I actually didn't end up making a physical list, but I feel like in some ways it was even more clarifying how quickly I would forget about things because I didn't write them down. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> it made me realize just like truly how fleeting the desire is for certain items because I would like be contemplating something and be like, oh my gosh, I like it so much. I wish it wasn't a low spend month. And the next day I literally like could not remember what it was. So yeah, um, that was my, that was my interpretation for this month but just from what I can remember some things that I was tempted to get and um you know might consider getting now that the challenge is over like I said the two new colors of the ballet skirt that I really like I know that this Mm -hmm. style is like tried and true and really pretty um so I might treat myself to two colors tomorrow because I I do Mm -hmm. kind of need them for rehearsal I feel like I feel like it's justified um I want to try this brand Salty Face. They're also like a self-tan company, but I want to try yeah. their freckle paint. Um, I saw Zoe Pritchard talk about it on YouTube. So in a normal month, I definitely would have ordered that. Um, I second the Lululemon Dance Studio pants. I'll probably order those after the month is over. Um, I saw these cute like little cropped active wear like bolero type tops on Aerie that were cute. Ooh. So those were nice. Um in a normal month, I definitely would have bought something new to wear to auditions. We have auditions for dance this weekend, and mm-hmm. it's typical that you want to, like, stand out a little bit. Like, wear a bright color or, like, an interesting cut or, like, something. So I think in a normal month, I definitely would have, like, been looking around for something new to wear. Yeah. Um, some dance warm-up booties. If you're a dancer, you know. There's, like, these little booties that you can wear on your feet for the first part of class. And it's just been so yeah. cold. I was, like, looking at someone in class that had them, and I was like, ah. I want those. Yeah. Um, and then Rothy's had a sale this month. It was like oh, their I archive sale, I think they call it. Um, so in a normal month, I definitely would have picked something out. I did peruse, but I didn't I did not succumb. So um, you know, like I was saying, like I think I'm still gonna go through with like the ballet skirts and the Lululemon pants. And I just like I think we want to emphasize in this episode, like that's okay. But the point yeah. is like not everything ended up feeling like a need, and you need to give yourself the time and space to like come to that conclusion and you can't just buy things in the moment because then you won't even have an opportunity to come to that conclusion, you know? Yeah. Like yeah. if you think about things and they are still a need, great, buy them. But yeah. the problem comes when you're not thinking about them. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. There needs to be a little bit of like intentionality. That's like, mm-hmm. the, that's the word, our word for the year when it comes to our finances, intentional. Mm-hmm. Um, so then we'll get into a little bit on like just how we felt throughout the challenge throughout the month what I will say is and I'll get into like when it was challenging but it was overall a lot less challenging than I thought it was going to be initially yeah um and I honestly felt like pretty empowered like so I personally tracked all of my spending because that like I said at the beginning of the episode that's something that I want a little more clarity on for myself so that I can understand my spending habits more and like better them accordingly um, and I thought that it would cause me a lot more like stress and anxiety, but it really just made me feel so much more like empowered and informed in how I spend my money. Um, and I think I'm just at a point where I want to be much more intentional about what I bring into my life and where my money goes. Like I understand, uh, like what I value in my mm-hmm. life a bit more. So it's like, why not ensure that like my money reflects what I value, if that makes sense? Yeah. Yeah. I think one feeling for me is like I 
I felt like I had so much more time in the month, which was something that Mm -hmm. I like really wasn't expecting at all. Like to me, those things didn't feel correlated, but it made me realize like how much time I just spend on my laptop, like shopping around and looking at sales and browsing all my go-to stores. Like I just, I didn't realize I was like so on autopilot to like check Lulu every week, check Old Navy every Mm -hmm. week, like just all of these things. And like, I didn't realize I would sit out on like a Friday evening and like be on my laptop doing that. And so I just, I really felt like I had so much more time to like do other things because I wasn't shopping um, and browsing and looking on eBay and that kind of stuff. Um, And also like no shopping in person either. Like I didn't have any of those like TJ Maxx trips kind of thing that I normally would. So that was one surprising feeling. Yeah. I also, as I hinted at earlier, I've loved having the list of things that I want. And I think that this is something that I will bring into um like into the rest of the year but I would go through it like roughly every week I didn't like tell myself okay you're gonna sit down every Friday afternoon and go through the list um but like roughly once per week I would remember that the list existed and go back through it and I really surprised myself at how easy it was to take stuff off of the list Mm -hmm. like to your point because I would read it like it would be like a style of you know bodysuit at free people and I'd be like I can't even remember what that looks like take it off the list (laughs) yeah yeah um or just like little things where like I had like ColourPop came out with these like heart-shaped blushes and I had that on the list and then I went back and I was like, you li- literally own seven blushes. Like you don't need those. They're just cute. Take it off the list. Like mm-hmm. it was so much easier than I thought it was going to be. I was afraid that like having the list would remind me of the stuff and then I would find more ways to justify purchasing it. Like, and it was the exact opposite. I really liked it. Love that. I think kind of similar to what you were saying earlier of like tracking every expense, it was so nice to be able to open my bank account this month. And normally I would open my bank account with like a slight undertone of fear, (laughs) like Mm -hmm. just knowing like it would show me the total. Um, But it was cool this month to actually like feel excited to look at my bank account because it was cool to see like how my effort was paying off and how much lower my balance was throughout the month. So like, I really liked that feeling. And I don't know, we didn't uh, make it like a part of the episode to know like off the top of our head how much less we spent. Um, But I would say like just back of the envelope, I think I spent about 50% as much as I would have had it been a normal month. Like, so not counting some of like the travel booking, but yeah, like it really made a big difference. And it was nice to see it like tangibly when I logged into my account. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, I will say, like, obviously things like the Skims launch, like the new Lululemon pants launching, those were always, like, tough moments. Like, I remember texting. I think it was me, you, and Anna texting, and I was, like, my Mm -hmm. eyes literally twitching over the fact that I can't (laughs) buy this right now. Um, But even when I made, like, the Skims purchase, like, I didn't get that immediate buyer's remorse that I was talking about where I was like, oh my God, like, why did I just buy that? Like, I didn't really think anything of that. That's so much money to spend. Cause like, well, number one, it helps that Skims like has a preview of the collection Mm -hmm. like days before it actually goes live. So I had been thinking on it for several days and I also shopped the last Valentine's Day collection. Like I know I like their Valentine's Day collection. I know I like Skims clothing. Um, So it just, it felt much more intentional um Mm -hmm. unless like oh my god I see this new thing and I have to buy it so it was nice to not have that feeling and I also hadn't spent money that's what I was gonna say so it's not like I was like oh but I've already spent you know three hundred dollars on closing this month and I just added 
to that. It's like, well, I haven't spent any money on clothing and now I'm getting something that I know I really like and will get a lot of use out of and love. So yeah, it it was a nice feeling. Yeah. That's exactly what I was going to say is I feel like the guilt around spending is definitely something like with a compounding effect. (laughs) Yeah. Like you, you experience significantly less guilt if you haven't spent that month. So yeah, Mm -hmm. it makes sense. Um, And then on a similar note, like I just think less urgency is something that I'm trying to embrace in a lot of areas of my life this year, like in work, in like personal admin kind of tasks. And I think this challenge also was good to embrace like less urgency when it comes to purchases. Like I think in past months, if the Lululemon Dance Studio pants, the new version of them had come out past me would have been like, oh my God, I need to buy now. Like what if they sell out in the color that I want? Like, ah, like add to cart, purchase. And I think current me is like kind of coming at it from the perspective of, okay, like what if they did sell out? Okay. (laughs) Like, yeah, this won't be my last opportunity to ever acquire this type of pant, whether it's Lululemon or another brand or whatever, or I could just get another color or wait for a restock because they're probably going to restock and like everything would be fine. Um, And so, yeah, I think just like having another example of like reduced urgency is a good lesson for me. (laughs) Yeah, certainly. Um, okay. Lastly, takeaways, things that we want to implement. Are, are we better spenders now for the rest of our lives? God, <laughs> I hope so. Um, but for me, my first like takeaway is keeping the list of wants and reviewing it weekly. And I actually, this isn't something that I did throughout the month, um, but I want to start putting like the date that I put the thing on the list into the note. So that way, you know, if it's been I said two to four weeks. I'm leaning more towards like, maybe I'll compromise and say if it's been on the list for three weeks, I think Mm -hmm. that's long enough to be like, okay, I must really want it or need it. Um, And so I can go ahead and purchase it, but it has to be on the list for three weeks. Otherwise, Mm -hmm. she gets cut. We're not buying her. Um, I like that. So yeah. Love it. Um, I think in general, I was like pleasantly surprised at how easy it was for me to not purchase items. Mm-hmm. And one thing that I was also afraid of was that we would like um, – what's the term I'm looking for? That we would like buy a ton before the challenge started and then just like buy mm-hmm. a ton tomorrow and then it would just like offset the whole purpose. And I don't even feel like I'm going to do that. So that's good. No. Um, but I think I did a lot better on items and I did better on food, but that was where I like tended to break the rules still. Um, yeah, same. Like with getting takeout and that kind of stuff. And so I think one takeaway that I am – gonna carry forward is like the idea of maybe doing a food specific challenge one month where it's not the pressure Mm -hmm. of like necessarily all spending reduced but like specifically spending on food maybe I'll try that um in a month that like makes sense um yeah so yeah yeah my next one is tracking my spending I've kind of already talked about this so I won't you know get too much into it but it has just been really nice to actually reflect and I set aside like rough parameters for a budget for February because I felt like I actually had like data to make mm-hmm. informed like anytime I budgeted before I didn't necessarily have like an understanding of how much I was spending in each category so I would set like a pretty low goal and then when mm-hmm. I exceeded it I was like well I failed like why am I doing this? And now this time I'm like, well, when you reverse engineer it and just like track your spending and get that data point, then you can make a more informed budget that like maybe cuts costs where you want to cut those costs, but is still realistic about how much you need to and are going to spend in those categories. And honestly, I should even just use February as like a data 
point mm-hmm. month instead of like a budgeted month um just so i have like multiple months to work off of but yeah it's been very eye opening for sure yeah i mean you could go back to like december's not a good example but you could go back to like november like there's no reason yeah. you can't you know backlog kind of the historical yeah. data um, the past is the past. We're focused on the future. <laughs> no, when you say tracking your spending, do you mean like doing a line by line review? Mm-hmm. Okay, because that's what I yeah. do. I just didn't know. I don't know if we're calling it the same thing. So that makes sense. Yeah. Um. Yeah. My next thing that I want to carry into the next month. Um. I have talked about this in the past, but I had gone into the groove of just doing like a mega um Amazon groceries kind of Amazon yeah. Fresh run like every like two to three weeks. And I thought that it was making my life better, but I think throughout this challenge, I think it was a reality check of how going to the grocery store frequently is actually the move, unfortunately. Um, Like just making smaller trips to the grocery store multiple times a week instead of trying to buy in such bulk, um, I think really does help you save money. And I, like I said, we don't live super, super convenient to a grocery store. I know that I need to like BFFR because in the grand scheme of things, it's probably two miles away and that's not a huge deal compared to most people. But like for living in a city, I feel like I don't have a super convenient access to a grocery store. So I think even if the grocery store is Whole Foods, I think that's fine. I think going Mm -hmm. more frequently, I'm still going to save money compared to like, what will three weeks from me now want to make for dinner? And then it all just like goes bad. So um, I think that's something I'll implement. Yeah, for sure. Um, for me, and you kind of talked about this a little bit, but I think mm-hmm. I'm going to try to like drastically minimize my in-person shopping experiences. I just like, and I think because it, we were having a low spend month, I didn't put myself in a lot of experiences that involved shopping in person. And like, mm-hmm. it is so much easier to cut impulse spending when it's not like right in front of you. Like it really does create an additional sense of urgency that I for one am too weak to overcome um (laughs) i i will especially at like a tj maxx situation Mm -hmm. like i will just buy it um so i think you know obviously it's okay to like go shopping and like have those days but like they shouldn't be a weekly occurrence by Mm -hmm. any means Um, yeah like i think it shouldn't feel like um a way to kill time i think if it's like yes intentional and me and you are like let's have a fun day like let's go window shop on newbury like that's one thing yeah but if you're like, I don't know what to do. I'm totally my thumbs, TJ Maxx. <laughs> like that's yeah. when it's like a problem. Yeah, for sure. Um, this wasn't something that came up super often in January, honestly, but I was just kind of like reflecting on like what other areas of spending do I feel like could be attainable to reduce going forward. And with my car, I still – I drive most places in general, but I would mm-hmm. say like a couple times a month if I'm going more like downtown in Boston – I will say like F it. I don't want to deal with the parking situation because I've always been like a nervous parker. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, But I think I'm getting better at parking and it's always cheaper to drive yourself if you can just park at like a meter or something like that. Um, And so I think I'm going to be like continuing to push myself to drive. Obviously, if there isn't like a drinks component involved, but like there would be times that I'd want to go to like a specific store in like downtown crossing and I'd be like, okay, I'm going to Uber or like take the tea and because I'm too nervous to drive. And so I think just like erasing that nervousness element and like not Ubering will also help to reduce costs in the future because I do have a car. So like we should use it, you know? I will say as an aside, I didn't write this in the um, script. So I didn't even touch on like Ubering costs and whatnot because as you guys know, I don't have a car. So I rely on transit um, and the train was literally down Mm -hmm. the entire month of January. And you're like, you're being dramatic. I'm actually not being dramatic. It was down the entire month of January. 
Um, I did my best, Mm -hmm. but I did end up Ubering. And I would say that for like a particularly heavy Uber month um, because of the train being down, I only spent like $85 on Mm -hmm. Ubers, which is a lot of money. I don't say only to minimize the amount of money, but like in my head, I was like, I'm spending as much as I would on a car payment Mm -hmm. on Uber. So I might as well just get a car. And I saw $85 and I was like, okay, maybe, (laughs) maybe not quite, maybe not a car payment, (laughs) Mm -hmm. maybe gas per month. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Again, that's an area where I do want to cut spending, but I'm not going to beat myself up. I'm yeah. not going to count it as a failure this month because there were it a wasn't lot of a good... external factors <laughs> out of my control. It wasn't a um, good example month. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then my last one, I should have brought this up when you talked about it, but I agree with grocery shopping in person, specifically Trader Joe's. We It's very cheap. I will not hear the conversation that Trader Joe's is expensive. I just won't hear it because comparatively to at least our other options, mm-hmm. it is easily the cheapest one. Um, and so, yeah, it's less convenient but like I, the first half of the month was doing the Amazon fresh orders. And then the second half of the month, I was like, this feels really expensive. Like, let me see, let me like try in-person grocery shopping. And it was like the rest of the month I spent the amount that I did in one mm-hmm. Amazon order. So I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. You should just get up, get your ass up and go to the grocery store, Kylie. <laughs> like, yeah, literally. And like, so I do recognize that like I'm I'm a Trader Joe's lover, right? No yeah. no hate to Joe at all. But I do think there are some elements of non Trader Joe's grocery trains that like Trader Joe's doesn't have. Like they don't have a deli, they don't have a butcher. Yeah. Like the, these things are all true. So it might not be best for like everyone's situation, but I think for like people that live alone or like with one other person, mm-hmm. it tends to be a good option. Yeah. So that I will I I learned I learned the hard way not to that the the Amazon fresh orders they aren't they aren't the way unfortunately they're so convenient but that delivery fee and then tipping oh that's see that's up. the thing we never have a delivery fee because we're getting enough but that's also part of the problem is like if you're getting yeah. enough for three weeks it's probably some of it's gonna go to waste <laughs> yeah yeah so, so. that's yeah. it though that's our low spend month check in so overall I think. We would both recommend this to you if you feel like yes. you resonated with what we were talking about at the beginning of the episode. If you kind of feel like, you know, your bank account leaks you nervous and you don't feel like mm-hmm. you have a good sense of what you're spending money on. And you can make your own rules. You don't have to follow our rules. If you feel like, you know, for example, buying your coffee is really important to you and it's not something that you want to cut out. Maybe you don't have a rule around coffee, but you do have a rule around something else. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I would definitely recommend. Yeah, for sure. I agree. And I will definitely – be more intentional with my spending moving forward, hopefully. Mm-hmm. I beg. <laughs> I beg current <laughs> Kylie. But with that, you guys know what to do. You can follow us on Instagram at 2 degrees hotter. You can rate us five stars on Spotify and Apple Podcasts because it really helps our show out. You can submit any comments or questions or advice you need to our anonymous suggestion box. And with that, we'll chat with you guys next Tuesday. Bye, everyone.